Have you ever experienced something so crippling in your life that has made you feel broken? I have. Are you someone who has a giving heart but is struggling to feel good themselves? Are you consistently putting your needs aside to take care of everyone else? If so, you're not alone. Giving starts with giving to yourself so that you are able to give of yourself to other people. Isn't it time you took back control and discovered what makes you tick? Join me in my journey and find out how you can feel better about yourself, live your best life, and share that with others. Thinking of yourself, it doesn't make you selfish. It makes you brave. I'm Nelia, and this is the Giving Starts With You podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Giving Starts With You podcast. I'm your host, Nelia Hutt. I am so excited to have met a new, wonderful friend. Her name is Dr. Allison J.K. Welcome to the show. How are you, Dr. Allison? Hi, Nelia. I'm good. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. I feel this connection with you already. We've just met over the screen, you know, so a warm welcome. Thank you for taking time out of your busy day. I just want to dive right in there and and let you all know a little bit about this, you know, our featured guest today. So Dr. Allison JK has secrets that no one else uses to upgrade, inspire, and disrupt old paradigms within her community and the collective. And this is what I'm talking about. So this is what we need, okay? She is an award-winning number one international best-selling author and the founder of the Vibrational Upgrade System. She is an experienced subtle energies practitioner and natural healer with a holistic approach toward helping others thrive in mind, body, and spirit. This is reinforced by her 10 years in Asia, studying subtle energies and ancient wisdom within over 20 years, working and teaching yoga, meditation, energy medicine, mind-body fitness, longevity, and holistic health, with a specialized focus on the chakra system. Dr. Allison brings a unique perspective that facilitates massive change. And this right here is why I have invited her to speak to you guys today. Um, This show is all about how we can take care of ourselves, how we can let our emotions out and not suppress feelings, because all my listeners know that that is something that has happened to me. And I lost 12 years of my life. And living is not really living when you're suppressing all of these feelings. And this whole show, Giving Starts With You, is about, you know, knowing that we're important enough, knowing to love ourselves enough so that we can be the best we can be, the happiest we can be, and try to find that. So I'm really looking forward to this conversation, um, Dr. Allison, because I think you're going to teach me a lot today. And I think the audience is really going to... um, it's going to welcome you. So thank you again for being here. I'm a chatter, so I'm sorry for that long introduction, but I'm so glad that you're here. Welcome. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. I'm really happy. <laughs> our missions align really sweetly. And so I'm excited to help serve your community. And I love what you said about, um, I don't love that you said I lost 12 years of my life, mm. um, but I do love that you brought that up because when we walk around with suppressed 
emotions, and I don't mean just trauma. I mean, um, where we tend to be more in our intellect and rely on that as our superpower to get us our success. And we don't cultivate the space to hear our emotional body or, and we don't feel safe because of certain emotions we just don't want to feel. Mm. So we keep ourselves busy empowering through and always with other people and not doing the self-care, not creating the space where we would be alone to hear those. It ends up in our tissues. It ends up in our cells. I, I I don't honestly remember if in that version of my bio, it talks about me being a specialist through the chakra system, which is a science. Um, my yoga teacher training and certification is in India. Um, I lived amongst the traditional Chinese for 10 years, just totally exploring holistic health and wellness and consciousness. And um, the chakra column is ancient science and each chakra is like a urban center so to speak, with the mind, the body, and the spirit all intersects, and there's seven main ones. So I'm getting into the science of the subtle energy system. And before I do that, I returned from the decade in Asia with the mission of, man, if people in the West, if we only had an emphasis in understanding of the subtle energy system in our consciousness and how it worked, there would be so much less suffering and so much more thriving. And my second mission, secondary mission is to professionalize the field of energy medicine in, in the study of consciousness. So with that having been said, I'm doing that right now because our chakras, if it's where the mind, body, and spirit intersect, and we have one at the top of our head and one in between our eyebrows and one at our throat, one at our heart, one at our upper belly, abdomen, that's the solar plexus, one at our lower belly, the sacral, lower back, and then the root, at our tailbone. The second one there in the lower belly is what, so every chakra covers an area of life, a domain of life, if you will. And they all have like a right to them. So the first chakra is totally healthy. If we are on all levels of consciousness, feeling like we have the right to be here. So what I've seen disrupt that is if somebody has been neglected in ages zero to eight, if somebody's been rejected from ages zero to eight, if there's been sexual abuse, obviously they don't feel safe, there's invasion. Um, so all of that can really have a malformed root chakra. And so people don't tend to embody that and they don't tend to go down all the way to that area of their body. They close off a blockage. So there could be um, hiatal hernias, there could, or groinal hernias, pardon me. There could be, so, so the root chakra, if every chakra is the intersection of mind, body, and spirit, and covers a certain domain of life for consciousness and spirit, it also correlates to that part of the body. So the root of being at the tailbone covers tailbone down to tips of toes. So a lot of the times there will be people not rooted, so they'll have leg problems because it's a, supposed to turn, a chakra means wheel from Sanskrit into English. So it's supposed to be turning. And when we have certain beliefs at the, what I call the back of the house consciousness, the unconscious, so we don't consciously hear the thoughts or the subconscious. So it's sub is under, un is not, those two prefix, prefixes, meaning it's consciousness we don't hear. It's not conscious. It's either un or sub. Mm. And so 
traumas go, for example, into the subconscious because we can't consciously feel the trauma. It's too much. So it has to go right into the subconscious. My first degree, by the way, our first major in college was psychology. And I later taught AP psych. So there's some Western foundational stuff in here too. So the root chakra, if every chakra governs an area of life and it's meant to turn the vital life force energy when it's clear and open, then that life force energy or chi as in qigong, which I also teach, or prana, which is what we call it in yoga, or ki as in reiki, universal life force energy, is turning in that area, then the legs from the tailbone down, if we're talking about the root chakra, would have all that fresh vital life force energy circulating. Mm. A traditional Chinese medical tenet is where chi goes, or energy, where energy goes, blood follows. That's why they work with the chi in acupuncture to unblock it before they work physical. Like when you're having liver issues, they're not necessarily putting a needle right in the area of the abdomen where right. the liver is. Right? Mm-hmm. So this is in part what we're talking about. I mean, there's all these side routes and highways and alternative routes that all lead into the chakras, but the chakras are the major urban centers. So those meridians that you seem to understand or in yoga, we call them nadis. And there's a whole lot more identified in yoga where the energy travels between chakras. In traditional Chinese medicine, there's only 13 main ones, but the energy travels in between these major centers. So if it's healthy and open, then it's turning that vital life force energy. So there'll be flourishing, there'll be vital life in that area of life in the mind, at all levels of consciousness, in the body, so the hormones too. So for example, the throat chakras, hormones of the thyroid and every major endocrine gland is associated with one of the hormonal glands. And along the, cent- along the spinal column, which is where the back of the chakra column is, if you will, it's been understood when uh, Candace Pert was studying for a pharmaceutical company. She was a biologist doing research for anti- an antidepressant for a pharmaceutical company. She knew about the chakra column, God bless her. And she realized that she was looking along the spinal column where the majority of neuroreceptors were that were receiving messaging from the brain, the neurotransmitters in the brain. The biggest gathering of neuroreceptors were where each chakra is known to be along the spinal column. So that's our two main communication systems, electricity for the central nervous system and chemical for the hormonal system. So this is all about the body. It's not just about consciousness or at all about spirituality. So if my root chakra is blocked from the tailbone down, I'll likely have either leg issues or knee issues. If my throat chakra is blocked, another way to think of it is preventative. This is like preventative 501, not instead of like a college 101 course, Mm -hmm. this is more like 501. Let's say two people are in a car accident and both have the exact same impact the, at the same speed, same car, same posture, everything's the same. One of them has a blocked throat chakra. One of them has an open turning fl- flourishing throat chakra. Mm-hmm. The one with blocked throat chakra does not have that buoyancy there. So they're more likely to end up with a whiplash. Mm. The one with the open light chakra with the turning light force energy has that buoyancy there, invisible as it may be, right. still there has that buoyancy there and they're less likely to end up with whiplash. That's a personal example for me, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, so when we suppress our emotions, that's the sacral chakra, that's the lower abdomen. So it correlates to, for example, constipation. Mm. 
So it doesn't mean you want to go take laxatives. You want to do the holistic work so that you really heal the issue, going beyond even what acupuncture can do. Right. Energy medicine, the work that I do, it's a combination of energy medicine to get the light in there, to break up the density, the darkness, the shadow that's been suppressed, bring it up to the surface. And then I bring in my background in meditation to work with that applied mindfulness as a old sub submerged block has more and more light. It comes to the surface of the conscious mind. And then I come in with the, the necessary intuitive coaching to help a person now take ownership over a new behavior. Mm. Now that they're able to be mindful or conscious of it, because we've gotten it out of the buried state to the conscious state. Now, what do they do with it in order to have a new behavior? So when we suppress our emotions for whatever reasons, they're locked down in our body and they end up becoming one of the statements in my training of my students in vibrational upgrade system who are getting certified to become practitioners of this mm -hmm. is emotions buried alive, never die. Mm. Yeah, that's a big one. Uh, first of all, thank you for your explanation because I get what you're saying. Like, you know, it's been explained to me before and I didn't quite understand it the way that you've just explained it. So first of all, thank you very much. I have a personal question, but I have a couple of other questions too. So personal question. So when I was in the middle of my grief and suppressing all my feelings, um, I had six months of my life in that time where I felt like I was being choked from behind. So I would constantly turn around and I haven't said this on the show yet, but I would constantly turn around and like think there was somebody, you know, just behind, I'd be like, stop, you know, and nobody would be behind me. And I felt like I couldn't swallow. I couldn't breathe. Like it was literally felt like somebody had their our hands around me choking and, you know, did all the tests, everything was fine. There was nothing physically wrong with me, you know? Well, I do. What? Yeah. What do you say to that? Because I've always wondered, is that ever going to come back? Like what happened? Because it was terrible. It, it felt honestly like I was like, the breath was just, my throat was so tight. Like the breath was just being sucked out. You know, I couldn't swallow, couldn't eat. Why does that happen? What did your dad die of? Cancer. Of the what? Liver. Was he on oxygen at the end? No. But liver. Yeah, again. Yeah. But yeah, a lot of he wasn't on oxygen, but a lot of my difficulty in expressing the feelings were not that he had passed away, but that he is all the suffering and I felt like this big anxiety it was all the suffering and all the pain leading up to it and I just could, couldn't breathe yeah, so it's yours okay I'm, I'm ruling I'm, I'm doing a symptomatic check and I'm ruling things out that's why I'm asking the questions I'm asking um so the liver according to Chinese medicine traditional Chinese medicine or TCM stores anger but the liver is also somewhat correlated to the solar plexus chakra. So there's a bunch, I'm not going to diagnose your dad, but what I'm talking through is the possibility of you absorbing, so to speak, wanting to take his suffering away. Mm -hmm. And so you 
having some symptoms either mirroring his or once he's passed, he helps you feel he could have been, nothing I've said so far is a match. I'm, as I say it, I'm checking the intuitive match and it's not. And I'm sorry, I'm putting you on the spot, but I really, something I really wanted to ask you. Kelly, it's okay. I mean, you're putting out this podcast. It's a service to others. I typically, um, or if not typically, frequently tell the host that you're the one in the receiving positioning, receiving the healing. What comes through me most of the time intuitively is for the host first and foremost, and then for their audience. Yeah. So you're doing a show about self-care. You, you let yourself with this service you're giving, ask a question on behalf of yourself. If you have an expert who wants, who you want to ask a question to by God, um, you have every right to. So the other, another thing that I checked, it's okay. I'm used to being put on the spot as you said it um, and working on the fly is it was he behind you uh, trying to get your attention once he passed was it, so no, none of it, this is yours. And so what I understand is, is that it's going to maybe sound a little bit um, out there, but it is what I get intuitively. There is some, usually our family members, the intimate family members and the spouses we marry and the kids we produce, if we do, are karmically contracted with us. And we've had many lifetimes. Um, from everything I've learned about karma, and I've spent years and tens of tens of thousands of dollars studying how to clear karma because it's persnickety. And it seems like your dad and you had another lifetime, at least one, where you couldn't voice trauma that, that was related to something going on with him, mm -hmm. the two of you. Absolutely. Okay. Mm -hmm. So this lifetime between 2012 and 2032 is our cleansing time. It's our spiritual awakening time. My second book subtitled, because my publisher knows what I'm up to for my mission. He said, you have to include. So vibrational upgraded conspiracy for your bliss is the main title. The subtitle is easing humanity's evolutionary transition. I think that's what it is. You get the picture. But <laughs> the this is considered our greatest evolutionary leap ever. And so all of the heavier stuff, whether it's a bank or an entire segment of society like government or politics or banking or education or healthcare and in interpersonal relationships where there's been misalignment, abuse of power, control issues, suppression issues, that's all coming to the surface. It's why our earth in part, whilst we can point to the scientific factors, that's why our earth in part is screaming out in pain as well. Everything, including our earth has consciousness and it's all needing to be cleansed to a lighter mm -hmm. standard. So like around 2012, I started seeing loads of people coming to me asking, why do I have this these three crises happening all at once? People who were a bit sooner than that were in 2010. But it seemed like if they weren't proactively on their path, evolving their soul, knowing they're a soul in a human body, having a human experience, but coming at it from the perspective of that mountaintop rather than materialism only, if they weren't doing it proactively, then there were crises needed, it seems, and it's still the same for like COVID to jar people out of the egoic or ego mind, as we call it in meditation. So it's the mind 
the normal functioning of the mind attached to the personality level of self. Ego mind is the term for meditation. So to, to crack the shell that the ego mind has on its control over I own life, instead of it being from the soul or the heart's perspective, crises have been needed to crack a lot of people open and to crack a lot of organizations and structures globally open. So voicing this fifth chakra is absolutely key. We have always called the third chakra, the solar plexus, the power center. Starting around 2015, 16, I started to understand that the throat chakra is actually now coming online as the second power center, equal to the third, which is for thousands of years been considered the power center of the chakra column because there's the whole first level in the throat chakra, which is the fifth of communication. Do you feel heard? Do you have an easy time expressing yourself? Nobody has an easy time expressing themselves, but you do it nonetheless. Mm. Um, do you lie? Do you get lied to? Do you, um, are you aligned with integrity in your communication? So all of that's the first level. Mm -hmm. second, what I consider the second level now in this new paradigm, this new era is choice in creativity. So have you heard the term co-creator? Yes. I don't know. In yoga, mm -hmm. let me help. In yoga, for example, it means to yoke with. Yoga is a Sanskrit term like chakra. Into English, it means to yoke with, to join with. Mm -hmm. And it, it's implying to join at this chakra, the crown, with my higher self. You could say soul or spirit. We don't need to splice it up that much. Whatever framing is best for you to understand, go with it. And then above the crown chakra, if I advance more, I'm yoking them with the divine increasingly. Mm -hmm. So what's what I understand about this new time, and I had a radio show myself weekly for two and a half years. Voice America asked me to do a radio show about the Mayan Galactic Alignment on December 21st, 2012. I had been doing nothing publicly facing in my business at the time to make them ask me that other than taking people on private VIP trips to the Mayan ruins because I'm in Florida on the West Coast. So it's just a jump across the Gulf of Mexico to the Yucatan, which is great. Um, but nonetheless, I did it for two and a half years interviewing experts on this 20 year window. So that's where I'm coming from. And my second book really goes into this, the one that I already named um, Vibrational Upgrading Conspiracy for Your Bliss. And so it seems like we're in the second portion. If we take 2012 to 2032, and let's say it's 21 years, just for ease of math. Mm. So 2012 plus seven is 2019. And if you look right on the tail end of 2019, it started, COVID started over in China. Um, but we're now going into 2020, 20, 2022. And what I'm seeing, and when people listen to this, it'll probably be 2022, as you said, when we talked earlier before we started, I feel like, we're stepping in now to the actual, instead of just the awakening time and the cleansing time, learning how to create this new paradigm. And the main tenet is understanding our power mm. is in our choice. And we are creating our lives from the choices we make. So I'm up to helping people get more conscious have more consciousness released from the buried state so they can make more conscious choices as we go about co-creating this new era that's much more aligned, much more heart-led, soul and spirit-led, 
and materialism and spiritualism is balanced. Divine feminine, divine masculine is balanced. It might sound, sound ideal, but that is in fact what's happening. We're moving into an ideal. So the fifth chakra is where courage is. It's where creativity is. It's where choice is. So if you feel restricted or limited in your choice, like you're busy, locked in a job you hate because you feel like you need, if you're in America, to give your family health insurance. Mm-hmm. So you have to stay in that job. You have no choice. You're going to end up with a tight neck and maybe a closed down thyroid. <laughs> so, and, and having difficulty making new choices too. So mm-hmm. it's, it's at the holistic metaphysical, not just the physical level that this all works. So you, with all that understanding, it's possible that your dad and you before incarnating, worked out a contract with what your soul needed and his soul needed to evolve in this lifetime beyond like a couple of core patterns, which are called samskaras in Sanskrit for your soul to evolve. And one of them is you coming into your empowerment with speaking. And so when he died, that triggered those other lifetimes where you've had the trauma and the screaming has tried to release and it hasn't been able to. And that's why you went 12 years the way you went because it was, it was really conflagrating before the release, which is typical. Everything tightens before a release. Orgasm, weight training with muscles in the gym, right. everything contracts before mm-hmm. releasing. So I was going um, to, yeah. sorry to interrupt you because I was going to ask you. Please interrupt. <laughs> I was going to ask you, you know, what makes it closed as opposed to open? Like, what can we do? Like, are we shutting it down ourselves or these things that are happening to us and our response to it, like our body's response, or is it something that we're creating? Um, Do you know what I mean? Like when things are shutting down Um, and how do we reopen those things? without being an expert, like just the average person, you know, who, who wants to start to feel better? What can they, what's the beginning, you know, something that they can start with to just to recognize if they're, whether they're closed or open? Like, how do we get that way is, is I guess my question. Well, there's a couple of questions in there, actually. Mm-hmm. How do we get that way to start with? And then I'll move into the one about like, so how do we open them? Um, so, when I run an energy medicine verbal clearing, when it's not a distant remote or hands-on session with the light coming through me, and instead the light's going through my presence and my words as it is now for you all, mm-hmm. um, and I'm not even running a, cl- a clearing and activation, I list out, I'm going to do it for you. I'm going to give you, I don't typically do this on podcasts, but I'm going to go ahead and do it. I'm going to run a clearing. So can we take five uh, there's going to be some moments of silence are you okay with that absolutely silence is okay <laughs> calling call this in for yourself so let me just listen intuitively to see what will help the most those of you who are listening to this if you're driving you may want to please pull over to the side of the road because you're going to get spacey especially if you're new to energy medicine and if you're not new to energy medicine you're like yeah i can handle it i still suggest you pull over um at least until you're done receiving this and i start chatting with Nelia again, um, because you're going to be in an expanded state of consciousness and you're not going to be able to focus quite as much. And so if you're like caring for young ones or old ones too, you might want to just remove yourself or um, come back in like seven minutes. 
when we're done. And then when you are on your own, go back and catch the clearing and activation so that you can be safe. You may want to have your head leaning against something so that uh, if you do knock out, so to speak, your head will not be uncomfortable. So anything and everything that does not allow for you to easily nurture and care for yourself and nourish yourself so you feel safe to thrive would you be willing to burn up with the flames of transmutation? So you want to say yes out loud? Yes. That invites the energy in more. Okay, so any and all karma as appropriate that is in any way hindering or limiting your ability to care for yourself so that you're nourished and feel safe to be here and Therefore, thrive, burning up all of that karma as appropriate. Any and all free-floating thoughts and traumas? All imprints from your parents and lineage? All conditioning? across all timelines and lifetimes, all contracts, oaths, vows, swearings, and at all levels of consciousness, beliefs, all of them, judgments, evaluations, expectations, and projections you have that are in any way hindering your ability to engage in self-care and increase feelings of well-being and being nourished and increase embodiment so that you can be here grounded and thrive, burning it all up now with the flames of transportation.
gonna go ahead and activate the upgrade now. So any and all latent keys and codes and ancient wisdom within you and inherent talents within you and any and all blessings and support possible to bring this all into alignment for your highest possibilities and your highest potential to become physically realized. Activating the upgrade now. You're going to want to slowly bring yourself back to a more conscious state. And as you do that, some of what you may have experienced are tingles, goosebumps, heat, flashes of pain when the light or the energy gets through what has been chronically blocked, like musculature, you might feel then the pain as it breaks through the block, you might feel more spaciousness, you might have yawned. Um, you may have felt like you're in a daydream, you may have knocked out and gone to sleep a bit, you may have yawned, you may have heard your tummy gurgle. All of those are really typical. What did you experience, if anything, if you're able to articulate? Um, some tingling in my legs and Yay. tightness under here, just like us, like a pulling. Like yep. just that feeling I get just before I get a headache, but I don't have a headache, you know, just like the tense. Yeah, it's clearing. Thank you. That's welcome. Special. Thank you so much for taking us through that. Yeah. Again, I, do, I don't normally do that on podcasts. It's almost too much when it's people expecting conversation and to then be oh, thrown into nonstop. Now, yeah, I wanted to go further with you and I stopped it. There was, a, it was actually like a raccoon mask I saw being lifted from here. And then a lot of work here, a lot of work around your hips and thighs. So I'm, and that's where it was first. I'm not surprised to hear about the tingling at your leg, at your legs. Um, so you, one other thing that came in while I was running that on you and all the listeners, because it's not limited by time or space is because we're working at a subatomic level, so time doesn't matter there. Um, no, it does distance. What was I just saying? There's something else that came through. What you know. Mm -hmm. Your fifth chakra, um, there's a lot of work that wanted to be done there. And, and, and I had to stop because I was starting to go to a depth that because we're not working together in a consistent program, I don't want you to have a healing response. And I'm not there to you know, move you beyond it, which is how I offer all my offerings out of integrity, you know, because it is a process. It's not usually one off. Right. Um, 
Yeah. And if you're working with somebody who is telling you, yeah, just a one-off session or just one round of clearings, or you're on YouTube or you're online and you're getting patches of people's work here and there, you could actually have quicker results if you just work with one person and stay consistent through the process, especially if it's somebody whose work is known to produce results. Mm-hmm. You with your throat. So I stopped it, but where, where we, what came through as I was working on your throat chakra was you doing this podcast is really helpful to move yourself. So you did learn from your, your lesson. You have known that you had to do something about that weird feeling around your throat. Um, and that's why you've been asking the questions that aren't necessarily helpful. Like, oh, how do I make sure this doesn't come back? Like, you don't want to go in that, like almost invitation for it to come back. You're doing the proactive thing instead where you're, you're evolving. You're using that throat more. And now you're talking about tonight, something you've never talked about on your show before. So it's starting to come out, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yes. Um, I'm brief a weird too. I want you to know that. I just, I feel like you need to hear this reassurance. I have worked with the emotional spectrum of humans, possible reactions for decades. And grief is the most unpredictable, most, I want to use an F-bomb here, most effed up range of surprising moment to moment different feelings reactions behaviors that just are almost inexplicable other than to lay it down to grief so very unpredictable from person to person and unpredictable but even within ourselves right it's really it's really i'm like i've never felt like this before and i know other people felt what is this feel i don't know how to deal with this so just mayhem really grief is just yeah so not knowing how to deal with it is reasonable. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, so I find that many of us, including me, or maybe I'm just speaking for me, but I do feel like a lot of people who, who struggle in that, in that way uh, with suppressing their feelings, they think that they're helping themselves. So they think it's, it's a form of protection by keeping quiet. Um, and by not expressing, you know, and, and I want people to know that that can cause so many new problems. <laughs> Honestly, you know, hence the throat closing and the, the inability of wanting to scream and, and, you know, like, I was feeling like I couldn't exhale for all that all that time. I just couldn't let my shoulders down and just, you know, holding everything in. And I guess that's where it all manifested, right? Uh, yeah, I would not just there. Your your glutes are used to being tight. Yes. Um, yeah, and it's not just seat, being seated. So it's the glutes, it's the thighs. I mean, there was a lot of work on your legs right from the start. The clearing went right there. Um, yes. So I mean, you could go to my website vibrationalupgrade.com and you could look at the chakra series, and you there's little sample clearings underneath a list of like self-assessing tools to see which chakras are most blocked. And you can listen to the sample clearings and then get it if you want to. The bundle's the least expensive way and the most effective way. I was looking Um, at your website actually before we started. It's great. Yeah. Thanks. I I invite everybody to do that. Mm -hmm. Thank you. But I'm saying this because I, I, I want you to understand how to move forward in, in what you were just saying. Um, the not speaking and, and, and the not voicing. I was on a call today with one um, woman who's been working with me. My 
beginner I don't want to say beginner because it's really not beginning but the initial way people can tend to work with me because uh, it's like the least expensive introductory way so to speak and how we all tend to do right. that rather than think right in or most of us I tend to dive right in when I know it's a yes I dive and I'll invest for you know four figures the majority of people are more like let me just get my big toe wet so my that level program this woman has been working with that and my products for a couple of years and I was on the call with her today because she just joined my signature program that's three months long called Magic Man manifestation and money flow and she was saying and i'm so glad that she finally made the choice to join it and i gave a really fat sale on black friday and i heard her name in it in order to help her get in it finally and she did without my ever saying her name so i was really proud of her but one of the things that she was talking about today was how she felt like around speaking um like that that how do I say this? That she was the only one. It was something that you just said, and I want. I, can you tell? Yeah, the protection. Thank you for knowing. That's exactly what I wanted to say. So we were with walls. Uh, I asked her if you could have. So we were talking about trust and the different, the self-trust, trusting the universe, and trusting others. And where she had the biggest blocks that I was sensing was trusting others because of what they've done before. And I was talking about how that's, you know, it's so much when you hear a person talk, it's so much about what's going on in their head. And so most of the time when somebody's talking with you, including a rejection um, of a romantic potential, it's their rejection is more about them rejecting the receiving of something grander rather than you being rejected. Like they can't rise whether it's receiving more love and having more love, et cetera. So I was helping her see that the um, reason why she had built, mm -hmm. thank you. Yeah, it, so then I was helping her see the reason why she had built the walls though was because of what other people had in their heads. And it wasn't helping her, you know, because the heart chakra is all about self-care and self-nurturance. And that's, I, I remember a woman interviewing me for a magazine, uh, 20, I had been back a year and a half or so from Asia, talking about having an abnormal thing on her breast, going to the doctors, nothing showed up, coming to me, wanting to get the holistic opinion. And I told her that my sense, because North American women in particular push so hard, you know, mom, uh, CEO, business owner, wife, just doing it all. Where is the self-care? The breast tissue, if it has the heart chakra spinning, is going to have the fresh life force, vital life force energy going through the breast tissue. If the heart chakra is closed down from lack of self-care, that fresh vital life force energy isn't going through the tissue, hence making a situation more ripe for abnormal growth or not happy, joy, joy, immunity, <laughs> resilience. Yeah. So I, yeah, so I find... Um, the lack of self-care to be not just something we can talk about as like, oh, it'd be nice if you'd go for a walk in the woods, but like preventative health. And so, but it's also about receiving. So if we want to have like more love in our lives and more support from the universe and manifest easier, if we engage in self-care, if we engage in self-nurturing, that opens the heart chakra to then have more receiving of like all the things you're desiring. So building those walls because of something somebody else had going on in their conscience that they haven't worked with is just so self-destructive. Mm. And so when you said like not speaking and instead almost like closing it down, there's so much help out there. There's so many new coaches and so many new healers from during the COVID time. There's got to be somebody out there you resonate with. I, I'm, I'm known to be like the 
when people have been working on an issue for years, I'm the one who gets it for them. I, I mean, I, I'm quick and uh, efficient. So if you feel resonance with me, check out my website, but I'm not saying this for yes i want you to get yourself support anyone out there because it can happen like if you're doing it on your own and you're piecing together different youtubes and blah 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 how much longer is that going to take when you could just like look at how efficient you are with shopping you know let's be that efficient with ourselves growth, our self-evolution, our self-care. Everything on the outside of your life is a reflection of what's going on inside. So take care of the inside, man, and your whole outside will change. Yes. And do it in, in a timely fashion so that you're not spending, you know, 12 years suppressing all these things. I always tell people, don't do what I did. Don't do it the way that I did it learn differently, you know, let's move forward together. Because, you know, even my book, I wrote a book about my experience with my dad and my grief, and it's called giving my heart room to breathe. Wow. So even that title was just like, that's exactly how I felt. Like, I, I had to, I had to realize that nobody was coming to save me, I need to do the work, you know, I need to just take everything away from how people identify me or what people think I should be and all these things and just discover who I am and what makes me happy and spend my life doing that. And then everything started to, you know, to Can I tell you, you look beautiful when oh, you just said that. Thank you. you you're, I saw the little girl in you and I saw the confidence and the innocence and the trust when you talked about just listening to you instead of all the expectations of others with their unclean, non-worked with consciousness projected onto you. Because so, it took me a long time to realize that. And it wasn't until I realized that, you know, I have this birdcage behind me. I don't know if you can see it. And I always talk about how yeah. I felt that I was, you know, like a bird stuck in a cage. And this particular cage, I was fiddling around with it one day and I was having a, was one of my depressive moments. And, and I realized that this cage in particular opened from the inside. I was like, is this, I was like, maybe this was like a bad factory made, like, I'm like, what, you know, and it has a lock on it and it opened it two different ways, the top and the side, but from the inside. And I'm like, that's what I have to do. I have to learn how to open myself, you know, and let myself out. And once I was out and the was Oh, and once I was out and the door was open, I was okay going back in, going back out. I did whatever I, hell I wanted, you know, but it was just a matter of waiting for other people to tell me what I, how I should be living, you know, and now yeah. I don't do that anymore. And that's what I'm trying to teach because it, it is, you know, I know you didn't like my words of, it was a waste of 12 years, but I really did feel in that moment, you know, I learned a lot. And if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't be here today. And I wouldn't have, you know, gone through this experience. So I learned a tremendous amount of time of, of things, but I also felt like I, you know, a lot of my life went, you know, in that moment, that, but yeah. you know, Hey, let me help you. Self-forgiveness <laughs> helps open up the heart chakra too. So I wonder what it would look like if you had even more acceptance for that 12 years, not being wasted, oh. but what would it look like Nelia, if we could speed up your trajectory and make up for that 12 years? Like, honestly, working, I know that what I, I look at the people who are receiving my work and I'm like, that took me five years and they're getting to that point too. 
-hmm. And the whole thing that took me to Asia was me asking, how can I get more robust results on behalf of my clients who are already getting good results? And so it's happening. So there is a way, whether it's with me or whatever, what I, I want for you is to have that 12 years, like you, where you're going from today, like they're up to unleash the possibilities of making up for that 12 years with how much you shine and progress forward from here on in. So that thank you. Yes, no absolutely. Because I, yeah. couldn't, I couldn't, I wouldn't never feel the way that I feel now and have the purpose that I have now have not been through that, you know? Um, yeah, absolutely. But I just wanted to share that birdcage analogy with you because I love I, that. I have, you have the key. <laughs> yeah. You have you know, I have it all the time in my mind. And it's something I talk about a lot on the show because it's so, it was this moment. I was just like, wow, you know, I have all the power, all of it. You know, nobody's going to come and save me. I need to do this myself. Let's figure out the best way. And we talk so much about giving on the show because um, I love, and I really do feel that a lot of the healing helps through giving. But more and more, I'm talking about learning to receive. So I really appreciate you talking about that because it is a balance. You can't, if you only give, you will feel empty after a while. You will feel like you have nothing more to give. So it has to be a balance, absolutely, for it to be, you know, holy, um, like um, healthy all the way around and to come for, for, you know, full circle. So yeah, so I appreciate you sp speaking about that because we have, a, as women too, we have a very hard time um, learning how to receive because we're not supposed to do that, you know. And well, so, yeah, so, so many brothers stepping up now. You're welcome. It's my honor to do that. And, and, and frankly, it's one of the things that I find myself doing the most of with women is reorienting the compass to where. So there's a qigong movement. And it's called the pushing and pulling of the waves. It's just for those of you who are listening only audio and you can't see this, I'm stepping out on one foot in the front. My palms are facing away from me. Elbows are bent. Now I'm all the way extended. I'm dropping my wrists. I'm now starting to pull back onto my back foot, bringing my arms back in towards my chest. So now I'm stepping out again. My palms are facing away from me pushing of the waves, dropping my wrists, and now I'm stepping back onto my back foot, pulling of the waves. And for me, more than yoga, Qigong has taught me basic energy flows of life philosophies, because I was already thinking that way when I learned Qigong and have been teaching Qigong. So if you look at this, I'm creating space in front of me. Nature pours a vacuum. If all I'm doing is given, what else can get in? Hmm. You got to make your container bigger so that more things can get into it, right? Like, I love that balance of what you're, the movement of what you were doing. That's amazing. And, and you can just work with deservingness because that's usually the next place to go. Mm. I don't deserve to receive. I'm supposed to give them, you know, not all that. <laughs> yeah, life is made up of both parts equally, honestly. You know, life is nothing without giving also. For me, that just helps me stay um grounded and it helps my mental health and everything but only See? giving can be feel very um tiring and drying Balanced. the juice gets yes. dry like a sponge that has no water in it yeah and when you give genuinely it's because you do know how to receive you know you're doing it 
like from your heart, right? So that's the best part of giving, honestly. Yeah. Another way to say that too, is when we're channeling, when I teach my students, when we're giving the light, it's coming through us. So we're receiving it too, Mm -hmm. as we're channeling it on behalf of a a client. It's just a divine, neat trick. Yeah. Win-win. Everybody wins. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much. I've had, it was so, it's such a pleasure having you here and, and getting to meet you and, and experiencing this with you. Pardon? Likewise. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I enjoyed it very much. Now. Okay. So we, what's the name of your um, website? I know we've talked a little bit about it today, but what is the name of it? How, where can we find you? The easiest way I think is vibrational upgrade. Mm -hmm. Um, my name is with one L, Allison, and then the middle initial J, and then the last name's K-A-Y. So allisonjk.com is another way. You can use that full name on Amazon. I have four books there. Make sure that you use the middle initial because there's an Allison K without the J that writes about stuff really different. Um, <laughs> it's not pornography. It's like other stuff. <laughs> um, and then a vibrational upgrade is a free Facebook group that I'm in um, almost daily. My vibrational upgrade practitioners are in there. And so this is a really good vibe. The community, and there's over 4,000 strong. That's the Facebook group. I have a YouTube channel with my full name. So there you have it. Audible. Um, I have yes. one book on Audible and it's people, people love it. So it's a great way to dive in. Reasonable Dragons. Oh, great. I've heard, yes, I've heard of it. Yes. Wow, fantastic. Yeah, I've been asking some of your stuff. So yes, I've heard a little bit of it. Mm. Uh, That makes me feel honored. (laughs) No, that's- There you go. Yeah, um, I have, I want to ask you one question that I sometimes ask some of my guests. I think, um, yeah. So in your lifetime, what would you say has been the biggest gift that you have given to yourself that made you feel better about who you are, that made you more in tune with yourself? What is the one thing that you're so glad that you opened up to and, and, you know, a gift to yourself? Many, many times we don't, um, I know you're very in tune with yourself, but even at a younger age, perhaps when you were just starting, can you think of one thing that just really meant everything? Jesus, not one thing, but um, <laughs> one of the things that opened up so much was uh, I was a classroom teacher and administrator in the public school system doing the energy medicine sessions, holistic health and wellness sessions on the side. Mm-hmm. And one Saturday I was working with a client and she was in like a third or fourth series of 10 sessions. And we were both really pleased with the results. I talked about this a little bit and I had my hands over her abdomen and I looked up and I'm like, universe, how can I increase these results? How can I get more robust results for on behalf of my clients? This happened around the same time on another Saturday morning. I don't think it was the same day. Could have been though, where I was looking at my checkbook, pre-digital banking and was not thrilled. I had a master's at that point and public school teacher salary and looking at the K and all I have were basic needs like roof, car. I did want organic produce. I did want a massage per week because I thought that was preventative health 101 and 102. And I wasn't happy with the cage I felt like I was looking at being in for decades. I wasn't happy with this reality's definition of what I was worth. Mm. I put my middle finger up to that and asked what else was possible. And so I found out about the international teaching, the international school system within a month from a colleague synchronistically talking about it. 
and so I did what I had to do to go to the place where all the school heads from all over the world were coming and we were all candidates going and had the interviews, got offers around the world and chose Asia, specifically Taiwan, because I considered that to be the seat of understanding subtle energy and consciousness, but still operating from it today. Mm-hmm. So that whole, that, that slew of putting, that slew of different reasons you just heard for that yes. the feeling of putting a middle finger to this is your definition of reality this is your projection of what's important this is your projection of what's not important sorry see ya it doesn't work <laughs> That's awesome i love it <laughs> i love it because it sounds like you said yes to yourself yeah and how I know, what I know is possible, what I sensed, didn't know factually, but sensed was possible, much more beyond caged living. Yes, and that moment must have been exhilarating for you. What a gift. What a gift that you allowed yourself that. That's amazing. That's great. I love it. Thank, Thank you. you. And, and you That's know, a good question. Yeah, we need to do more of that. We need to find out or not, you know, stick up for ourselves and what we really need and, and forget about what people. Yeah. You know, who says you have to do all these things in order? Like, do what you need to do I, for yourself. Yeah, I've never been really good at listening to the crowd. Um, I fought awesome. my team. Yeah. Well, I had, I mean, God bless my dad more than my mom. Um, God bless my mom, but she <laughs> had a easier time. That came out weird. My dad had a little bit less of an easy time with, because yes. I must do things according to my intuition and path. You cannot project your understanding of the world and how it works onto me and then expect me to just follow along like a robot. I, I, I need space to make my own choices. Uh, give it to me. Sorry, can't have it. You're a teen. I know what's better for you. Sorry. <laughs> yes, I- <laughs> yes. So that back and forth of yeah. the rebellious yeah, I mean, it's amazing. It I, takes I, bravery, you know, and it takes uh, now, yeah. It yeah. takes cojones and steel yeah. at times to stick to what you believe in and follow your own intuition. It really does, but man, does it pay off and feel really good? Because you're going a, you're going a, across, yeah, not a, across against everything society tells you, and you're going against the grain, and you're going against all these people. You know, you get opposition, right? What do you mean? Yeah. What do you do? Nobody understands. But you don't have to do it for anybody else. That's one thing I learned when my father passed away is how short life is, you know? And in that moment, I promised myself I wouldn't live for other people anymore, you know? Nor for your dad's death. Yes. That was your dad's path. Your life may not be and likely isn't going to be the same length as his. It'll be longer. That was his path. Yes. So it's, it's just so freeing when you, you know, but you have to be open. You have to be open to learning and, and, and to be a lifelong student and learning about all these things. Yeah. Some people might think it's foo-foo or people are like, oh, you know, but the more you learn about it, the more you have an open mind, the more you'll find perhaps that it is the one thing that would really get you through, you know, just keep an open mind, everybody, if, if this is new to you. Thank you, Alison. <laughs> One last thing, if this is new to you, then know that half over half of the rest of the world operates from this knowing and doesn't question it just because it's invisible. In fact, over half of the rest of the world understands that what holds more power is the invisible. Mm. So it's not frou-frou. It just might be to our culture, which is why my mission is what it is. If people only knew, you know, more about the science of con- and the power behind consciousness and um, subtle energy, there would be so much thriving and so much less suffering in the West. And you had your interiorly only opening from the interior only cage tell you that. It's the same Absolutely. message. It's internal. 
that holds the power. I mean, we, we had could talk. Us, we could talk forever, but it's like even the trap, like getting out of your comfort zone and traveling to these beautiful places and these places that practice these things, you know, all the time, like Asia, and you just feel different when you're there. You just have a sense of what's wrong with the rest of the world, like everybody get on board, you know, whereas here you kind of have to feel like you're convincing people, right? I don't know. I just think no, it's much more. I don't No, I don't know because they have to convince each other of stuff over there in a different way. Mm -hmm. They don't do the lecturing finger pointing thing we do in North America quite so much. And I don't ever like, I, I don't ever talk to resistance. If you're in resistance, then, you they're know, ready. Yeah. Or, or that's where you are and cool. And so let's talk, let's, let's, what, what jokes have you heard recently? Yeah. Like I, not my job to fix anyone. It all is initiated by everybody's own choice and everybody's own readiness. I just would love for people to become more proactive and not need crisis or suffering in order to get them <laughs> to look at their internal world. Absolutely. And so, yeah. <laughs> Thank goodness for that. Thank you, Allison, so much. And thanks for explaining. Allison, welcome. <laughs> Thank you for the fun and the laughter at the end here. It was such, can be a serious topic. It can, you know, just life can be serious, but thank you so much. <laughs> we can break it up. <laughs> that was... Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode. If you enjoyed what you heard, please subscribe or leave a review. See you next week on the Giving Starts With You podcast.